Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. How many of you know we serve a big God? I, think, I don't even think we can even begin to imagine just how vast He is. Here's the thing that, I mean, I've said it time and time again, like, God, just speak to me simply so then I know what I need to do. Speak to me. Can you please play it to me in such a way that I could just take it and run with it? I will work it into my life, but I don't want it to be hard work in the sense that I've got to try and work it. I want to receive the word and be able to run with it. And I pray it's the same for you. There's the journey of discipleship where we're continually causing our spirit and our flesh to submit to God. But there are times, isn't there, when we, in our discipleship that we constantly have to remind ourselves God's in control. Because you get to choose to read your Bible, I get to choose to read my Bible. And if I don't choose to read my Bible, then nobody's reading a Bible. I certainly am not. You choose to pray, I choose to pray, and when we pray, God moves. But if I choose not to pray, then no one's praying. You're here in this room for a specific reason. I believe we've all come together to give worship and praise and to connect in, in our faith community. And that's awesome. I also want us to remember that here in the nice auditorium with nice lights and nice sounds and nice people sitting next to us, that there is a persecuted church. There's churches all around the world that have to meet underground, out of sight, out of mind, or they'll get persecuted. There are people being killed for their faith as we speak. There are people who are being persecuted, who are in hiding because of communism or, you know, and I think sometimes we just need to be reminded that in this freedom, we have a responsibility because we have the shout of victory in us. Don't get me wrong. There are miracles happening in these other places because there's a real desperation to see God move. There's a real desperation to say, God, unless you show up right now, the authorities will find us out and we could be gone. We could be gone. But because of your grace and your mercy, you cover us and we're saved. Come on. Can we have a bit more desperation? Can we have a bit more hustle in our journey and our faith? To say, if I don't pray, I'm not speaking to God. 
if I'm not reading my Bible, I'm not communing with God. I'm not growing in God. If I'm not stepping out in faith, I'm not pleasing God. We serve a big God. It's what I like. Um, it's, it's interesting uh, seeing on social media how there's all these emojis and, um, you know, all these characters that are, that are there, that are put in place to help you express how you really feel. I just think it's really interesting. Like, like they keep inventing new pictures, new emojis, so that you could just, don't use words, use a picture. We, we, we've kind of, I dare I say, it's, it's, coming to the, it's coming to the church because it's part of the world that we live in, right? So I could just go on my social media. You posted something. It could be a Bible verse, and I was just like, like. I like it because it makes me feel good. And I hope it makes you feel good too. So normally when you go on your social media page, it's like, oh, my goodness, I got 200 likes. It's all these people who have really nothing to do with the journey that you're on. Just going, get on your mate. And so it's, it's kind of tokenism. It's this awesome. And then there are these posts that you know that, oh, I, I, need, to, I need to share this to the world. So a friend of yours may have shared it, maybe a testimony, and you're like, this is too good just for me. So I'm going to share it. You haven't just given your token thumbs up or heart emoji or laugh out loud emoji. You've shared it. I wonder if in church that we, we come, we fall into this trap where we're just liking everything. No ownership. You know, some of us, if this was a social media post, this worship time would have just been. God healed me. I got to church this morning. Because liking it doesn't make any difference at all. It's the same with the gospel. It's the same with the good news of Jesus. Dare I say, we've become a people that just likes it. You hear testimonies of Ange and of Etu. And what I hear about your guys' testimonies is it hasn't just been this last week. It has been their lifetime. It's been their journey. And for me to just put a like on it, that's, that's cheating. Because here for, for Ange, it's been a whole journey of wrestle, of of deciding, of choosing, right? 
And so when we hear her testimony, it's like, oh my gosh, I identify with that journey as well. I share that story. And so I get to tell that story. I'm just going to sit in my seat and go, awesome Ange, like, etu, the opportunity to play sevens rugby for the kingdom of Tonga. Every kid's dream. Every kid's dream to be a representative for your nation. And we could just sit there and go, cool story, bro. Like. But if you had to walk in Etu's shoes and that you would understand the journey that God has taken him through. You imagine if he gave up two years ago praying for breakthrough in that area. Imagine. Imagine if he just stopped praying and just gave up. Wasn't that awesome to see him lead this morning? I think that's our story that needs to be told. Do not underestimate what God has done in your life he has brought you, come on, man, don't just like it. You got to share it. You cannot just put a tag on it and emoji it. it your, your, your word has power. It has authority. No one can speak into the, the arena that you are in now but you. No one else can make an influence in the world like you. And the, the people and the places that God has called you to, no one else can do it like you. Whatever story you have, I got to say to you today, keep going. Keep moving forward. Your breakthrough is ahead of you. And you don't only just get one breakthrough. It's not just one breakthrough. Um, excuse me, sir, you get to heaven. I'm sorry, but your prayers come up, but um, you've used up your vouchers <laughs> for your breakthrough. Um, your breakthrough voucher has expired by one day. Aren't you glad it's not like that? Like, it doesn't expire. It is based on your obedience. The minute you step out in faith and obedience, God moves. And you activate breakthrough because it's about that. It's not about all of the other things, your life story. All the, I mean, it's important, but it's not about that. It's about God's favor on your life. Just when you think you're not good enough. And you go, oh, God. But I trust you. Boom. Things happen. Things change. <laughs> You see, when we share something, it means that we take ownership of what we're sharing. Simply putting a like on something, you, you kind of got no responsibility. Like you're in the crowd, but you're kind of like, oh, that's cool. It's like going to watch someone busk and not put a coin in the thing. It's like we're standing by and we're watching this amazingly talented person sing their heart out, play their violin, whatever, putting themselves out there. And in a sense, we could stand in the crowd and just watch without putting anything in their hat. Sharing, 
the gospel means you, you do it with influence and you understand you take ownership of what you carry. Let's read the word. <laughs> you got your Bibles? Turn to Colossians. Colossians chapter 2. I want to read from verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. Continue to live your lives. Continue. Continue to live your lives in Him. Continue to live your lives in Him. Rooted and built up in him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it, see, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. Which depends on human tradition and the element elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you've been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. God is continually speaking to us and working in and through us. I alluded to uh, a uh, team night uh, on Wednesday night that kingdom works anywhere. Uh, Johnny Arndt had uh, done this um, study through Laidlaw and one of the questions to finish off his studies was, was around, does the culture of your, of your pastor have an influence over how you do church. So Johnny gets on the phone and thought it was a good idea to have a conversation about this. I'm like, what? Well, it's asking the question, does the culture of your church, of your pastor influence your church? And I was like, who thinks about that? So he's like, well, are you, are you, are you building a Fijian church. I'm like, nah. Well, it's interesting that there's a lot more people of your color. <laughs> Let me just put a shout out there. In church. And I'm like, but I don't want it to be that, about that. Right? You know, like I had this journey where for most of my life, I thought I was part Tongan. I was deceived by the enemy. So Etu, I could have been playing sevens for Tonga as well, bro. Nah. My upbringing, like, if 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 I if I wanted this to be about me, then it would all be wearing the same clothes at me. We'd all be speaking the same clothes, uh, same whatever, you know what I mean. We'll be doing exactly the same thing. 
But it's not about that. You see, wherever we all come from, we get to be in this melting pot and we're saying, in this house, it's about the kingdom of God. And what that means is that anybody is welcome here. We don't measure the life of our church based on my experience and my background. It's just a point that I started from. If the kingdom of God becomes the rule, then no one gets to be the favorite. So I'm not trying to make you Fijian. I'm trying to help you to be like Christ. That's the thing. I am purely just a jacket that you put on to kind of bring some flavor. I'm nothing special. But I think we have something special to say. So wherever you are, I want to speak truth into your life. Man, it's about Christ in you, the fullness of Christ. And what does that mean? It's in the simplicity of it. If you want to know more about Jesus, read about him. Experience him. You can't be like Jesus if you don't pray. You cannot be like Jesus if you don't step out in faith. And move, like move in the supernatural. We cannot be like Jesus. Like, what, what, can we be a church that's just, that goes beyond the like? In order that this place is full of people who love Jesus, it's because we need to be sharing it. We see, we could have a guest come into church. If you're here for the first time, we're so glad that you're here. And we love it that you're here. Here's a place where you can grow and you can be a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's our heart for you. But you could leave the service today and you could just go, thumbs up, man, cool. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Because there's all of these elements of what you do that I don't agree with. See, if, if we build church around that, then we become consumers. You're literally like you're going to Hoyts, swiping your card, Reclining, let me entertain you. That's what we're saying. That's what we're communicating without saying it. Because our attitudes towards the gospel is alike. Because our attitude towards the supernatural is alike. Because our attitude towards community, as I could take and leave you, is alike. What if we were to say, here's a place I could belong. Here is a place I could invest. And here is a place I could grow. Here at Equipus, we call that the big principle. Belong, invest, grow. Here's a place you could be big. You see, the kingdom view is about enlargement. The kingdom view is about not staying small, small-minded. Because the more influence we have, we grow. If we're sharing the gospel, we grow. If we're not sharing the gospel, we won't grow. I want to put a challenge out there. When was the last time you brought someone with you because you shared it? 
Or is this just about me? Or is this just about what I need? I was sharing with a brother a couple of weeks ago. I then knew the church. And I said to him, you know, like our, our journey as a family, for Shells and I, deciding this is not, not about us. Coming to deciding that Equipus Church was going to be where we would fellowship was not about us. It was about positioning our sons to be in the house of God and love God. That was what it's about. So if, you, if, you, if you're on that journey, I want to say don't decide for you. Decide for the, the people that you're going to bring. Because I grew up in a, in a fellowship where I was, to be honest with you, I was actually ashamed to bring my friends to it. Because I didn't think anyone was going to talk to them. I didn't think anyone was going to be friendly with them. Probably they'll say to them, um, I think you're sitting in my seat. <laughs> Kid you not. That happens. And so I wanted to be in a place where I could just be free and just let God minister to me and to the people around me. So it was about, it's like this, this amber fire that's going and I just wanted the Holy Spirit to fan it into flame. Do you know, I, true story, <laughs> this is not where I wanted to be. <laughs> this is not an ambition. I was like, oh man, I'd like to lead a church. <laughs> but it's when you just go, but it's not about me. This is about me being here for you to speak through to work your grace through, to work your love through. Church, this is not about a position. This is not about position. This is about a calling that we can say yes to Jesus for and we could move on. You see, whenever we get a bunch of people together, there's always a problem, right? I mean, you've got to talk. If someone's working in like customer service, particularly in the complaints department, People just feel free to go all out. And it's not your problem. It's probably due to something that they've done. You know, having had work in, in hospitality, the, 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 the things people come up with is crazy. So I, you know, I'll be serving on an airplane and I'll, I have business class that I look after. I have Joe Bloggs who comes in with his sandals shorts, you know, and he's like, I see that's a free seat. I'll sit there. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you won't. Not for you. First of all, you haven't paid for it. Second of all, you think it's your right. And third of all, you haven't come prepared. You didn't pay for it. You can't afford it. <laughs> and you're not dressed for it. I see this and I go, oh my goodness. Can this even look like church? Can this even look like the kingdom of God today? Where we just rock up. This has got nothing to do with the outward stuff. I'm talking about spirit now, right? Our attitudes that we would have is that we would rock up and we would go, 
<laughs> That's where I belong. What's the journey? Have you, have you carried your cross daily? I don't think you understand the cost of what you want. And so for those of you who have been praying for breakthrough, God actually wants you to move to another level where it's, it's going to be about what are you going to give up in order that you could walk in that breakthrough? Because so often in life and in church life, we waltz into the place because of our, how long I've been in a place. And so we act like taxpayers in church. I deserve to have time with you, pastor. I pay for your wages. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Hey, come on, I'm talking to friends. Like that's the attitude sometimes that we have. And I want to challenge that because if we're going to go into next year with this kind of mentality, like, 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 we're going to have to work harder to grow. What I want us to do is submit it and share it, and it'll just be a supernatural flow that would happen. We wouldn't have to work hard because our heart's in the right place. Moses in Deuteronomy 1.9, I mean, he's like, at that time I said to you, you are too heavy for a burden for me to carry alone. Like all these people's needs and nah, I was like, God, it's so heavy. I can't do it. That was the problem. Look at verse 11. Here's the promise. May the Lord, the God of your ancestors, increase you a thousand times and bless you as he has promised. So you could just see the problem and just go, oh, we'll, just ne we'll never make it. Because all I see is trouble. All I see is Apathy, all I see is sin. It's too much for me to carry. And God just want to say to us, I've got you. I'm with you. To increase you a thousand times. Come on, Isaiah, that's what we've been believing for. As a, as a, as a figure, but not just for numbers, but we're believing that for growth of the kingdom of God. I believe that this is a place I can belong and be connected one with another. I don't have to be best friends with everybody. Can I just release that over you? You don't have to be best friends with everybody. Can you just be free of that? It's actually okay for you not to be best friends, but we have to love one another. It's actually okay not to be best buddies with everybody. Because someone's journey may not be your journey. Where someone else is at it may not be where you're at. So we could say in our day, man, I have a problem. But then the next thing we need to say is, but God has a promise for me. I have a problem, but God, you're my promise. We need to grow in our ability to handle mess. So don't run away from mess. Clean it up. You know, in our own homes, 
you could just pile up the dishes and just expect the fairy godmother to come in and do it all. Guess what? Tomorrow, it's still there. And it's not gonna move until you do. It's like that in our walk. We make dumb decisions, unwise decisions, stupid decisions. And the mess will still be there until you decide to clean it up. Actually making a decision to say, Jesus, I'm dirty. I need you to cleanse me because there is no other way I can be free or clean but by you. Whenever we dream, mess just appears because dreaming of something means that you have not arrived. And so in our journey to get there can be a bit messy, right? Wherever there's people, there will be mess because we make our own decisions. So here's what I want to say. Here's your mess. God wants to say, draw a bigger picture around it. Your mess is not the sum total of what God sees for you. Your mess is just a bleep on the radar. Where you're sitting right now, if it's in a messy place, I pray right now that you will draw a bigger picture around it. That's the problem, but I'm drawing a promise around it. We need to see inconvenience as an opportunity to grow. How many of you know last year was a bit inconvenient? Some of you, your journey last year could have been really inconvenient. Stuff happens, life happens. But if you don't see your inconvenience as an opportunity, that's what happened to the Israelites in the wilderness. As dare I say, you'll keep going around in circles until you see it as an opportunity. That's true to me. See the inconveniences as an opportunity to grow. I found in my journey, all I need to do is die to myself. I'm just like, oh my God, you have no idea. Jesus, help. It's that easy. But sometimes we choose to wrestle with this stuff. I mean, who likes to fight? I don't like to fight. Fighting takes energy. Like, it's crazy. No one likes to fight. So why don't we choose an ease? It's that easy. I'm going to die to self. Father, I have no control over this. I trust you. Here's another thing we need to do. We need to release control. I am no longer in control of my destiny and my future. Jesus, you have control. So I'm releasing it. In areas of unforgiveness, sometimes we go, we get sick in body because we're withholding. We're holding this power. And I want to challenge you, if you're holding unforgiveness, it'll mess up with you. You need to release it. You need to release it so that it doesn't have any control over you. Do you know, 
Control is the enemy of growth. Whenever you're in control over something, it stunts your growth. You cannot grow if you are in control. Flip it on its head, do what Jesus did in humility and submitted it. You see, principles without presence, principles without presence is like having a kingdom without a king. If we're all just about philosophy and someone else's thoughts, it's like having a kingdom with no king. No one is ruling. No one is reigning. And there's far too many Christians out there who are just all on this buzz of cool ideas. And we're just kind of floating. And go, oh, I'll catch that. Oh, I'll catch that. That's really good. Like, 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 like. But we haven't returned. This is not the first place we go. This needs to be the first place we go. There's a lot of other help that we have out there. And that's awesome. But we cannot just like the Bible. We have to share it. Evangelism, telling someone about Jesus, is not just about go and tell. There's a lot of mission opportunities to go and tell, go and tell, go and tell, go and tell. But what will make the difference is come and see. So go out into the world and tell of God's goodness, tell of the good news, but you need to bring them to come and see all of the other examples of the grace of God. Come and see what God is doing. Come and hear what God is doing. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. After creation, creating Adam and Eve and creation, it says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. We're always creating something. We're always creating. We're always expanding. Can we move past just creating our own little kingdom and let's step into this new opportunity where we become co-builders with Christ as the chief cornerstone that we build with Him in alignment, in alignment with Him. And we'll have a strong house. We'll have a stronger house. Why don't you stand? I need to belong. I need to invest. Because I believe that's a good recipe for growth. As we bring this meeting to a close, I just want to give an opportunity for people uh, who in this moment may, <laughs> you're trying to figure things out because you can't 
put a recipe to it. You, can't, you, you feel like your situation is just unique. I feel that in this moment, it's just about giving up, giving it over. Saying to yourself, I cannot do this any longer by my own strength. I'm handing it over to Jesus. And you may not have done that before. And so this morning, I want to give you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Do you know, every opportunity we get to say yes to Jesus, we say no to Satan. It's that simple. You say yes to Jesus, that means a no, big fat no, Satan. A big fat no. Every time we say yes to Jesus, it's a no to Satan. It's that simple. So who wants to say yes to Jesus this morning? <laughs> Come on. Who wants to say yes to Jesus? I want to say yes. I'm not doing that as a salvation thing, so don't worry. Who wants to say yes to Jesus? Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. 